It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Tonight's postgame show is presented by AAA Insurance. The Vegas Golden Knights fall 3-2 to the New Jersey Devils in overtime. And for the Golden Knights, it was one of those games where I think you you have some building blocks. You have some good, but obviously uh, you wanted more than just that one standings point. You'll take it, but you wanted more. What uh, To help us break this one down, we go back to the radio booth, bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And, you know, Dan, you, you look at this game, and, and really for me, I, I thought Logan Thompson was exceptional. There were countless saves that he made that really allowed the Golden Knights to get themselves back into the game after allowing the first goal. Um, it, it's a hard luck loss for him, and, and you know you look at the two goals that go in in regulation, uh, just kind of broken plays, bounces that go against him, and then there's really no chance on the winner from Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, you can see Logan's frustration after the game, as Gary described it, but but you do not pin this on um, any you know, shortcomings by any Golden Knights. You said it, Ryan. Logan was fantastic, despite uh, not winning the game, was one of his most impressive showings of the year. And, of course, the frustration is that you play that well and you don't get two points. But as we would often talk about goaltenders in this league, if there's anything you, you think about Martin Brodeur, who won so many games, more than anybody, <laughs> in the National Hockey League here for the New Jersey Devils, he was so even-keeled. You know, he could win, he could lose. He was the same guy. And certainly by the next time the Golden, excuse me, the Devils played a game, you know, he had turned the page. Uh, at the same time, extremely competitive. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't become the winningest goaltender in history without that. But he had that ability to uh, channel the frustration or the elation and move on to the next game. So for Logan Thompson, who's, uh, as I mentioned today, just his 50th career start, can he channel that frustration and not let it consume him and move on to the next one and build on what he did today rather than feel the uh, the overwhelming frustration that he, I'm sure, felt in the moment? When you lose in that moment, of course, you're not going to be happy. But, you know, how does he move on from it? Knights do have a couple of days before that happens. Um, again, you know, you got back-to-back Friday, Saturday. You figure that Thompson plays one of the two. They just had him play back, both ends of back-to-back. Saturday and Sunday with Washington at home in Arizona on the road. I'm going to guess they don't do that again. Not sure, but I'm going to guess that Hill gets one of those two games. Um, but you want Logan to go into the next one, building on what he what he did here today and, uh, and nothing else. You know, and kind of from Bruce Cassidy's perspective, and, and I'll be interested to hear what he says as well, but you know, the aspects of the game that Bruce really wanted the Golden Knights to kind of dial in on, the defensive side of the puck, kind of keeping things to the outside, not giving up the middle of the ice, for the most part, I, I feel like the Golden Knights put together a solid type of game, the one that Bruce Cassidy wanted to see. Yes. Without, and Gary brought this up, he's exactly right. Mm-hmm. If you sort of, you know, uh, fogged over the last couple of weeks, and just saw the records of these teams and didn't really know what was going on, uh, you know, the successes, the shortcomings in recent games, and you just figured, okay, these are two of the best teams in the league. They both had terrific starts. I mean, the Devils were unreal, 21-4-1 and yeah. in their first 26 games. Then they had one win out of nine, but now they're rolling again. They've got a record of 9-1-2 and two in their last 12 since December 30th. Point is, if then you looked at the Golden Knights, who started out 15-4-1, and one, and are now 500 since, you know, that is uh, an indication that you'd have two really good teams in a pretty good game. And I would think so. I, I thought both goaltenders were really good. 
And, you know, you'd expect that from two of the better teams in the NHL. It's hard to ignore what has gone on in the last little bit here, that the Knights only have one win in their last six games, that they're 1-4-1 in that stretch. Yeah, that, that's hard to swallow. But, um, again, you, uh, you can't gain anything by looking in the rearview mirror right now. You take what's happened here, and you expect to build upon it when you take on the Rangers come Friday. You know, one thing you do look at as, as being a difference maker in this game is obviously the power plays for the Golden Knights. They had three opportunities, including one in the third period, that just felt too perimeter. Um, like, if you're going to look at one thing and, and one aspect that you wanted more out of, out of the Golden Knights, I would argue special teams power play is certainly where you'd look tonight. Yeah, I, I, I said it during that last power play that the Golden Knights had in the third period. Um, you know, you've got uh, Brendan Smith in the box for hooking Jack Eichel at 10:26, And the Knights killed two minutes closer to the end of the game, mm -hmm. protecting a one-goal lead. But they did very little to threaten. I mean, they were passing along the perimeter, high to low on the left. Then they went across high to low on the right. And yeah, you know, you're hoping for an opening. But they were so predictable. They weren't dangerous. They weren't whipping it around it was quite deliberate and that is not the kind of power play that's likely to score a goal um, and the time just ticked away without much happening and you know they scored a power play goal the other day with Phil Kessel and that was um, you know in a come from behind effort that was their only goal but now if you look back over their last 12 games they've only got four power play goals that's not that's not good enough I <laughs> mean four power play goals in 12 games regardless of how many chances they've gotten four power play goals in 12 games for a team that's this good is simply not acceptable so um, you know what can change you know the the units were adjusted today um, you know uh, clearly it was not successful and we've brought it up and I don't need to pile on Jack Eichel any more than anybody else but you know he's now gone six games without a goal uh, there were a couple of moments today where he looked fine you know like I mentioned he Drew that penalty that got the Knights the power play. Uh, Brendan Smith uh, hooking Jack Eichel because he went hard to the net. But uh, I just um, have not seen the sort of Jack Eichel that you would want to see in these spots where he can put the team on his shoulders. Um, you know, just, uh, you know, Jack had just one shot on goal today. Um, he only won two out of nine faceoffs. He was minus one. Well, it's not the sort of stat line that you'd expect to see from a guy who has all the talent that Jack has and that he's now in this six-goal slump. Um, and he's now not a point per game anymore, as we mentioned off the top, 34 points in 36 games. And um, he's got to be better. I mean, it's it's hard to you know put it any more plainly than that. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that, Dan. Uh, just one last player I, I want to kind of pick your brain about. Uh, ben Hutton, I, I know he gets the penalty in overtime that leads to the eventual game winner. Uh, but I thought it was one of his better games, uh, one of his best games, honestly, of the season. Obviously gets the goal to kind of get the Golden Knights back in it, but a lot of really smart, prudent plays in his own zone. With Lachey Theodore on the horizon, uh, Ben Hutton played tonight like a guy that does not want to come out of the lineup. Very well said, Ryan. And you can say it, I can say it. I think you're right. I think I'm right. <laughs> but look at the time on ice and see what the coaches thought. If you look at the time on ice, uh, you know, obviously Martinez, Petrangelo, McNabb, and Haig are staying in the lineup so long as they are healthy. The guys who might come out in the pending return of Shea Theodore might be Ben Hutton or Caden Korzak. Well, today, Caden Korzak's time on ice was 16 minutes and 16 seconds. Ben Hutton played 21 minutes and 22 seconds. Yeah. The only guy who had more minutes tonight than Ben Hutton was Alex Petrangelo. 
But think about that. If the coaches are using Ben Hutton to that degree, either A, they're thinking, well, he's not going to play for a while. We might as well use him. <laughs> or, or they trust him. And I yeah. think that given yeah. what he did late in the game, um, they were putting some trust in him. Now, you know, it's it's there are big decisions here. I mean, organizationally, you're thinking about Ben Hutton, who's a veteran um, versus, you know, who can help your team. Um, and is a great pro versus, you know, developing a younger player. And perhaps the organization has it in its mind that, well, we've got to continue to develop our homegrown players, and Caden Korzak is somebody that we think can develop best playing NHL games. I mean, they could come to that conclusion. But when it came to tonight's game with two points on the line, protecting a lead, the Golden Knights coaches turned to Ben Hutton and not Caden Korzak. Not that that's the end-all, be-all, but that's my observation for this game and take that for what it is. I agree that Ben was uh, was really strong. He's extremely well-liked. And, hey, he had a great shot for the goal. Yeah, absolutely did. Any final thoughts on this one, Dan, before we turn our attention to Thursday night and the New York Rangers? Uh, the pastries from Del Ponte's in Bradley Beach, New Jersey. Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks for the delivery. And uh, shout-out to our good friends at Calandra's Bakery as well. It's, it's one or the other here. Calandra's is right up the road here in Newark. Used to go there with my grandfather when I was a kid, the black and white cookie, but I'll tell you, there the cannolis here from Del Ponte's are fantastic. So uh, good to be here in the Garden State. Had a wonderful time catching up with some folks today, and it is, um, it's a, an organization that uh, continues to do things the right way. Uh, they've had some hard times here in the last decade. And we talked about Lindy Ruff, who uh, the fans wanted fired early in the season. You yep. looked at those lists of you know, which coaches were most likely to get fired first this year? Lindy Ruff was, like, far and away number one on that list. And now, here they are. They're one of the best teams in the league, and the youngsters have arrived. I mean, this is not just a fluke. Like, this is going to be the beginning of what ought to be another long run for New Jersey as a true contender in the Eastern Conference, if not a cup contender. You're absolutely right about that, Dan. Hey, enjoy the rest of your night. Enjoy a homecoming of sorts for you, oh, yeah. uh, and we will chat on Thursday. Great. Thanks a lot, Ryan. Good night. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 3-2 loss in overtime to the New Jersey Devils. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance postgame show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show, the Vegas Golden Knights fall 3-2 to the New Jersey Devils in overtime. couple goals late from Dougie Hamilton, the difference in this game. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Brett Howden played tonight for Vegas. He gets back into the lineup after missing quite a few games with an injury and so it you get a little healthier and it starts to it starts to feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel at least from an injury perspective for the Vegas Golden Knights. Shea Theodore practiced earlier today non-contact jersey but and the expectation is that we'll see Shea Theodore on this trip as soon potentially as Friday Friday night. Friday night against the New York Rangers. That's tentatively where we're expecting to see Shea Theodore. We also know that Zach Whitecloud's on the trip. He's skating again. Uh, not sure if he's going to get in prior to the bye week, prior to the All-Star break, but at least for the Golden Knights on the defensive side of the puck, it's starting to look like they're going to get a little bit healthier. You get Brett Howden back, that's big news. Mark Stone and Will Carrier remain out. Mark Stone and Will Carrier, I don't expect to be an option 
until after the bye week, after the All-Star break for the Vegas Golden Knights. And even then, we're not really sure. We don't know to the extent that, that Mark Stone is, is injured, what that timeline looks like. Same thing with Will Carrier. So right now it looks like as far as available players, guys that you can, you can look to on the immediate horizon, you've got Shea Theodore and you've got Zach Whitecloud. Brett Howden in today. Uh, and Jonas Ronbjerg uh, out of the lineup today for the Vegas Golden Knights. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period. And though Vegas started better than they did on Sunday night against the Coyotes, the results were the same early as Andre Palat opened the scoring just four minutes into the game. Now here's a chance for Andre Palat. Walks to the middle. He scores! Andre Palat scores first. New Jersey in front. Andre Palat, his fourth goal of the year from Nico Heischer and Jesper Bratt, just three minutes, 58 seconds into the game, made it one to nothing New Jersey. Then later in the period, Logan Thompson had to come up with, big with our pick, AAA insurance save of the game. Devils coming in, Boquist toward the net, sliding save, rebound, another save! It's under Thompson! He does the splits twice. Somehow he keeps the puck out of the net both times. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. So Logan Thompson did his thing to keep this a 1-0 game as we headed into the second period. Bruce Cassidy juggled the lines early in the second period to try to spark his club. It took some time to see returns, but eventually the Golden Knights found some life as Ben Hutton walked in and ripped a perfect shot home to tie the game. Stevenson back for Haig straight on gives up the shot passes left Hutton scores from a sharp angle left circle the Knights have tied it with eight minutes to go in the second period off the bar and in for Ben Hutton's second goal of the year the assist to Nick Haig and Chandler Stevenson just 12 minutes into the second period tied the game at one and then three minutes later the Misfits got out in transition. Jonathan Marchessault's shot gets behind Vitek Vanacek and William Carlson followed it up slamming home the rebound to give Vegas the lead. Vegas coming out three on three through the neutral zone. Smith across the line with Marchessault. Looks to Marchessault toward the goal and it is at the line. It is in the goal. Smith set up Marchessault and look out the goalie then shoves. Marchessault after the fact. No matter, puck is in the goal, and the Knights have taken the lead. William Carlson's 11th goal of the year from Jonathan Marchessault and Riley Smith. 14-51 of the second period made it 2-1 Vegas. The Golden Knights would take that 2-1 lead into the third period, and they put on a clinic defending their lead through the majority of the third period. But the Devils found a way as Dougie Hamilton's point shot hit Braden McNabb in the leg, beating Logan Thompson and tying the game. He sure in across to the right for Dougie Hamilton. An overtime hero last game. He scores! Hamilton from the right point. The Devils have tied it 2-2 with a minute 10 to go. 12th goal of the year for Dougie Hamilton. The assist to Jesper Bratt and Jack Hughes. 18-50 of the third period. Tied the game at 2. We head to overtime. And unfortunately for the Golden Knights, Ben Hutton, who had been so good in the game, was called for tripping. Was called for tripping. The Devils got their first power play of the game, and Dougie Hamilton absolutely hammered home the game winner. Penalty clock at 50 seconds. Hutton in the box for the Knights. And now a shot in the middle. Hamilton scores! All by himself, straight on. Dougie Hamilton, a rifle, beats Logan Thompson. New Jersey defeats Vegas 3-2. 
13th goal of the year for Dougie Hamilton, second of the game, a power play goal, the assist to Jack Hughes and Vitek Vanacek. Three minutes, 54 seconds into overtime, wins the game for the New Jersey Devils. Uh, the play was really started uh, by, by Jack Hughes, just kind of through the neutral zone with speed, comes in and just makes an unbelievable pass off the boards to a wide-open Dougie Hamilton in the slot. No chance for Logan Thompson, and unfortunately for the Golden Knights, uh, that first power play for the New Jersey Devils winds up in the back of the net. You look at missed opportunities, I think, for Vegas. You're going to look to their power play, as Dan Duva mentioned. Just four power play goals in the last 12 games for the Vegas Golden Knights. You have three opportunities through 60 minutes in this one, especially the power play late in the third period. To me, you don't want to kill clock there. You want to find an insurance marker. You want to find that next goal of the game. And for the Golden Knights, it was just too deliberate trying to pass the puck into the net. And really, if you want to look back at, at kind of a turning point or at least allowing the New Jersey Devils to stick around, I go back to that third power play of the game for the Vegas Golden Knights. But the Golden Knights do fall 3-2 to two in overtime to the New Jersey Devils. Vegas now 29-17-3, and 61 points on the year tops in the Pacific Division, but boy oh boy are those standings getting ever so tight. The Golden Knights are next in action on Friday at 4 o'clock against the New York Rangers. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance postgame show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host Ryan Wallace. Triple A insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall 3 to 2 to the New Jersey Devils in overtime. Vegas now 29 17 and 3. 61 points on the year. Still first in the Pacific Division. But again, as I mentioned, the standings getting ever so tight up at the top of the Pacific Division. Right now, the Golden Knights tops 61 points. The LA Kings won today. They are at 60 points in 50 games. So the Golden Knights with a game in hand on Los Angeles. But Seattle. Three games in hand on the Vegas Golden Knights and just two points back, 59 points. So it's uncomfortable, to say the very least, for the Vegas Golden Knights right now, just in terms of where they're at in the division standings. Now, you have two more games before the bye week, before the All-Star break for the Vegas Golden Knights. You've got the Rangers on Friday and then the Islanders back-to-back on Saturday. So there's still four points available for Vegas. And Listen, I, I know I know no one wants to hear about the process. Like, I, I get it. I, I do. I want to make that very, very, very clear. Nobody that's a fan really cares about the process. All that matters right now is results, and I firmly understand that. I really do. But if you were to take this game on its own, if you were to take this game, this 60 minutes from the Vegas Golden Knights, and you got that 60 minutes against Arizona. You got that 60 minutes against any of the earlier losses for the Vegas Golden Knights. You, put, you play this game against Dallas. You play this game against Edmonton. You play this game over any of the recent losses for the Vegas Golden Knights. This game in Arizona, it's winning hockey. It's winning hockey. And I understand you didn't get the result tonight. I get it, and it sucks. But for the Golden Knights, Bruce Cassidy specifically, every single talking point that Bruce Cassidy had after the loss to the Arizona Coyotes was where the Golden Knights improved their rate of play tonight against New Jersey, against one of the top four teams in the NHL. You will take this game 99 times out of 100. 
and you'll take it against any opponent you can get it, especially against a, a team as good as the New Jersey Devils. But unfortunately, because the Golden Knights are 1-4-1 and in their last six games, unfortunately because the Golden Knights did not play as strong and as structured a 60 minutes as they needed to against the Arizona Coyotes, because the Golden Knights have dropped those games at the end of their homestand through seven games, like you're not feeling super pumped about this game because of the results. But I'll tell you that if the Golden Knights can copy this game, if they can go into New York and play the Rangers, Madison Square Garden, and they can be as committed defensively as they were tonight in shutting down one of the most dynamic, high-flying offenses in the league in the New Jersey Devils, they're going to give themselves a better-than-average chance to win. And if they can do the same thing on Saturday night on Long Island, again, they'll give themselves a chance to win. And I'm not sitting here... I'm not bringing up injuries. I'm not doing it anymore. The Golden Knights have plenty of talent in the lineup. They really, really do. You need more out of Jack Eichel. We all understand that. And I don't think anyone understands that more than Jack Eichel. And I would make the argument that Eichel did make a play or two that gives you some hope, that it leads you to believe that a breakout is right around the corner. I wished he would have gotten the puck a little bit more in overtime. And that's a two-way street. That's not... That's not me absolving Jack from not being able to go and get the puck, but I wish that the puck was on his stick a little bit more in overtime. I wish that there was a little bit crisper, faster decision-making on the Golden Knights' third power play opportunity of the game in the third period. You go up two goals, that's deflating. Deflating for a New Jersey Devils team. But more than anything else, what I think you need to look at is if Jack can get going, and if it's alongside Paul Cotter and Nick Waugh, if it's somewhere else, I'm not sure what the winning combination is here. I wonder, I do, if we see Brett Howden and Jack Eichel, that combination at some point here. But I do think Jack is going to break through. I do think he is because he's too talented not to. He's too talented a hockey player. He's got too many of the physical skills you need to excel in this league to not break out, to not find the back of the net, to not be a leader on this team. And for the Golden Knights, that's just what they need. They need a game from Jack Eichel to get his game back in order. And then I think if you commit to the defensive side of the puck like they did tonight, you're going to start to find a little bit more wins than what you've gotten 1-4-1 and one in your last six games. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance Post Game Show, the Vegas Golden Knights fall to the New Jersey Devils 3 to 2 the final in overtime Vegas picks up a standings point 29 17 and 361 points on the year next in action on Friday at 4 o'clock against the New York Rangers. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. The New Jersey Devils, uh, true to form, go up early four minutes into the game. And the Golden Knights are once again playing from behind. However, Vegas does a much better job in the second period of kind of getting to their game, grinding things out. And it, it works in their favor. They get a 2-1 lead going into the third period. And it was too much prevent defense 
from the Vegas Golden Knights. Yes, they were structured. Yeah, they didn't allow a lot. And really, the game-tying goal was kind of a fluky play. It's, it's just a puck that Dougie Hamilton throws to the net. It bounces off of Braden McNabb and goes right over the pad of where Logan Thompson's leg was. And sometimes... Those are the breaks. Sometimes that's hockey. It's just unfortunate for the Golden Knights. But then you get into overtime, you have a chance to pick up that extra point, and it's a power play that goes against you. The New Jersey Devils make a phenomenal play. Really, Jack Hughes finds Dougie Hamilton in the slot. No chance for Logan Thompson. And unfortunately for the Golden Knights, they drop that extra point. But they'll have an opportunity to go right back to work on Friday against the New York Rangers. Just two more games before the bye week and the All-Star break for the Vegas Golden Knights. That's going to do it for me here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. The extended post game show is next. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights fall 3-2 to the New Jersey Devils. I am curious, legitimately curious, to find out where you all are with this Golden Knights team. Again, 1-4-1 in their last six games. But they fall in overtime tonight to the New Jersey Devils. 702-876-1340, that's the number. 702-876-1340. Do you feel like the Golden Knights played better? Does it really matter to you? Are you only interested in results? Like, I'm, I'm totally with you if you are. I, I just went on, I, I talked about process, all that, and I know nobody wants to talk about process. Nobody wants to hear, well, the Golden Knights actually played a pretty good 60 minutes because they actually played a pretty good 60 minutes. They did against a very, very, very good and incredibly dynamic offensive team in the New Jersey Devils. The Golden Knights did play a really solid 60 minutes. But I know that that's not really going to, to quell any of the concerns that you have right now surrounding this Golden Knights team. So I'm very curious to see what the calls are going to be like tonight. It's your post-game show. It's not as much fun without your calls, your thoughts, your opinions, your input. So give me a call right now, 702-876-1340. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Sal. Hey, Sal, how you doing? Uh, frustrated. I was, at, I was at the game tonight, part of my yeah. road trip. It was a frustrating way to leave the building after having a promising 59 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can only imagine. It was, uh, you know, I, I was thinking this with about three, four minutes left that, that, we're, that we were about to steal a win and we weren't the better team on the ice tonight. That, that's how I saw it from my vantage point. I thought the Devils were faster. I thought they skated better than us. But, but once we t- got the lead, we, it was clear that we were, we were playing safe, defensive-minded hockey. Mm-hmm. I mean, n- albeit... The Devils did have a lot of good chances to tie it up early in the third period. I thought Logan Thompson played outstanding tonight. I was really proud of his performance. I thought he was a a big difference maker. And if there was ever a game to steal two points, especially on a tough road trip, to make up for the letdowns that we had at home, you know, over the past week, two weeks, it was this one. And and to not get those full two points is really, really frustrating. Um, and I, I don't know what this team's identity is. I mean, I, yeah. I know we'll get I know we'll get healthy again, and things will change. I just 
right now, not having Mark Stone in the lineup, it's a broken record, but it's just such a different team without one player. It, it, you can't have that. you got to have balance and depth, and you can't just be solely relying on one player to, to be that jolt. I mean, I, we, like you were saying in the, in the previous segment, I, we, I didn't see enough playmaking from Jack Eichel. Yeah. Uh, I, I, was, I had an eye on him the whole game. I mean, it just, he just never made that, that big play. There were there were moments, right? Like there were a couple of plays, obviously driving the net, drawing that penalty in the third period. Like that's the type of play you want to see from Jack Eichel, but you don't want that on three or four of his shifts. You want it on every single one, and I think that's probably where a lot of fans are with, with Jack and his game. You want to see that consistent difference every single time he's on the ice, and it's just not there right now. Yeah, it wasn't there. I don't, I don't, I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know if Getting a Theodore back or a White Cloud makes a big difference. It's just I, frustrating because you, I just don't see any optimism from the offensive end. We just seem really slow. The transition is, is just seems slower. I mean, that could be because we're trying to play more defensive-minded hockey, which worked pretty well today for the most part. Mm-hmm. Just uh, you know, there, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of big high danger chances that we generate. But then again, we are playing. You know, I, I do chalk it up to the fact that we were playing the Devils, and this is a team that has gotten 15 out of 16 points in their last eight games. So we were playing a really hot team on their home ice, and you know, it, it was—it's just frustrating to get that close and not get the two points. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Sal, and thank you for the call. The New Jersey Devils are a really good hockey team. They're a legit wagon, like they are. They're really, really good. Seven zero and one, I believe, in their last eight games, and and four. For my money, one of the more exciting teams in the National Hockey League. Now, Sal talked about identity, and I think right now with Mark Stone out of the lineup, the identity of the Golden Knights has to be win with defense, which is why you probably look at this game and you say, okay, well, the Devils had probably the the better share of offensive chances. Yeah, for sure. The Golden Knights, though, defended well enough. You got a really strong performance out of Logan Thompson. I think the onus right now is trying to win 2-1, to 3-2 to two games. Because you know offensively, like you just don't have that next gear without Stone in your lineup, without a Will Carrier s- s- providing you some of that, that supplemental offense. Now, could you get there? Absolutely. You still got Jack Eichel. You still got the Misfits. You still got Chandler Stevenson. Like there are still guys that can put the puck in the back of the net. But right now, I think the identity is we've got to win with defense first, and then when there are mistakes made, we've got to capitalize on them. The Golden Knights had plenty of opportunities in transition tonight, two-on-one opportunities, three-on-two opportunities. They just missed the net. They were off net. When the margins for, for error are so slim, you've got to be on net with those looks. You've got to be on net with those chances. And I would say that the Golden Knights wasted a couple of offensive chances in this game, and that really ultimately undid them. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, I'm really glad Sal called in first because he was there. He saw things transpire that I never did on the ESPN Plus telecast. But mm-hmm. the point is, of course, if, if we play, as you said, if we play that way in, the, uh, in New York, we're going to win, and we're probably going to win four points. I really believe... This was the best one-point game we've played all year. Don't you think so? I, I think that they did everything Bruce Cassidy wanted them to do. 
You got a really yeah. good performance out of Logan Thompson. You were pretty buttoned up defensively. Uh, it wasn't easy on the New Jersey Devils to create and find offense. Um, and you know what? The Golden Knights, they, they tried to hold on to a 2-1 lead. They didn't get it done tonight. But I, I think if you're as committed defensively as you were tonight against one of the better, more creative offensive teams, then you're going to give yourself a chance to win most nights. Yeah, and it's ironic that we're going into New York two teams that you can win by scoring just two goals. Yeah. That's that's the good news. Yeah, I agree, 100%. So besides that, uh, and he points it out very logically, uh, Mark Stone's missing in action right now. I mean, yeah. Mark Stone is missing from an injury, and Jack's missing, missing in action. But Jack and Chandler both had only one shot on goal tonight. Now. Yeah. Who's the only guy missing from that line? Hello, it's Mark Stone. Sure. Yeah, so, I mean, it, Sal makes a really good point. It's it's hard. Mark Stone is this team's heartbeat. He's everything beyond just being the captain. Beyond you know the stuff that he does off the ice, on the ice, he's an absolute beast of a hockey player. Right? Makes everything go yeah. for the Golden Knights. Puts everybody in the slot that they're supposed to be in. He is the most important player for the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, I do think. Shea Theodore getting him back, and it looks like it's going to be Friday against the New York Rangers. Getting Shea Theodore back, I think, will help Jack Eichel's game. I really do. Uh, oh, uh, I do too. He's uh, a plus fourteen. He's uh, <laughs> he's very good, and he's good offensively as well as defensively. So Sal might have missed the boat on that one by saying, "I don't know what good Theodore and Whitecloud are going to do." Oh, Theodore will do a great deal of good, I think. And just to wrap it up, Jack Hughes proved to me why he's an All Star. Oh, Jack Hughes has been phenomenal, like, all season long. And, and thanks for the call, Mike. Like, the, the play that he made on the game-winning goal for Dougie Hamilton is ridiculous. If you haven't seen it, go back, look at it. it it's insane. The, the ability to dance through the neutral zone, get in, be along the wall, get rubbed out of the play, essentially, and still find that pass to the slot for Dougie Hamilton. Like, it's next-level stuff. Jack Hughes is legit. He's for real. Now 30 goals and 30 assists on the season. 60 points, way better than a point a game. Like Jack Hughes is legitimate, and that's a big reason why the New Jersey Devils are as good as they've been so far this season. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you doing, Ryan? Oh, I'm good. Uh, first off, happy anniversary to you and Mrs. Wallace. You guys are awesome. Um, I appreciate it. Thank sorry you. Sorry that you had to be here doing the show instead of having a fun anniversary, but I'm sure you'll make it up to her. Um, this was a, a, like it was a rough one, but at the same time I look at it and, and I think if it had been reversed and we had tied it in the last minute and only went away with one point, like it, it'd feel great to just be getting one point. Um, and honestly, this is a very good team and getting one point against them is not something to sneeze at, right? It's, it's the New Jersey Devils. They're a wagon. They're playing very well. Mm-hmm. So getting that point is, you know, a point in the bank, right? I'm not going to turn down any points right now. Um, it, it's uh, what I wanted to see, right? I said I wanted to see, like, low scoring, one, mm-hmm. one to two, zero to one. And right up until the end, it was a, a two to one game. Um, it, it just stinks that they weren't able to hang on and uh, pull it out, but... I mean, the Devils want to win too, right? They, yep. It's too bad too that they. It almost felt like that last power play opportunity. They honestly just wanted to kill clock. They yep. 
were passing so much and there were so few shots. Like, and I don't know if maybe it looked different in person or if it looked different on the TV, but listening to it, it just didn't sound like they were trying to score goals. Like they were trying to hang on to that lead instead mm-hmm. of adding to it. So yeah, and hopefully, that, yeah. That to me was, was the big moment in the game for Vegas. Like that, that is where you have an opportunity to, to win, right? To grab the game, to, to make something happen. And I, there just wasn't enough urgency on that power play. And that, to me, is where the New Jersey Devils felt like, okay, if we just con- control the puck in the, in the last eight minutes of the game, we'll give ourselves a really good chance. And that's ultimately what ended up happening. Yeah, you know, hopefully they can, obviously, a uh, much better game today than they had against Arizona. Um, hopefully they build on it again and we get some, some big points in New York. Great stuff, as always, Stephanie. Thank you for the call. Uh, 702-876-1340. That's the number. The Golden Knights fall 3-2 to to the New Jersey Devils. In overtime, Vegas does pick up a standings point, 61 points on the year, still tops in the Pacific Division. Um, I want to hear from you. 702-876-1340. The Vegas Golden Knights won 4-1 in their last six games. Uh, Jack Eichel is continuing to, to not be the difference maker you are hoping he will be with Mark Stone out of the lineup. What do you say? What do you have to say about this Golden Knights team? Give me a call right now. 702-876-1340. Lines are open if you'd like to join me on the other side of the break. It's the extended postgame show, Fox Sports Lawson. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 702-876-1340. 702-876-1340. That's the number if you'd like to join me here. We've got lines open right now for you to talk about a Golden Knights team that went into New Jersey against one of the best teams in the league, and they fall 3-2 to two in overtime. Vegas now 29-17-3, and 61 points on the year. Next in action on Friday at 4 o'clock against the New York Rangers. 702-876-1340. Lines open right now. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Nate. Hey, Nate, how you doing? Hey, Ryan. How's it going? That's going. Yeah, I just uh, I'm conflicted with tonight's game. I mean, we we played well for big sections of the game, and we led for a big portion. But I feel like we could have had this game in the bag if we could have maybe scored a power play goal. And just looking at the two goals that they scored in the regular game, they were fluky goals. I mean, both of them came off of our players, and it wasn't like they sniped at top corner. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it, it, it was kind of, especially with that, uh, who was it, uh, Amadio's goal that goes through five hole, barely clips the pads of the goalie, and then just goes wide. It seemed like a lot was just against us tonight. Yeah, I mean, the bounces weren't there, certainly. Like, obviously, the first goal of the game, uh, Caden Korzak tries to make a stick check. It ends up going over Logan Thompson, and then Dougie Hamilton's game-tying goal goes off the shin pad of Braden McNabb, goes back the other direction from where Logan Thompson's pad was. Sometimes those are the breaks in, in the National Hockey League, and as you mentioned rightly, like, Michael Amadio had a goal. He put it b- between the, the legs of Vitek Vanacek. Like, it should have gone into the net, but it got yeah. just enough of Anacek's pants and, and, and shuffled it just wide. So uh, the Golden Knights were right there, and I think that's something that you can build from, um, and, and it just it really depends on how you want to look at the game. Like I, I think going, going head-to-head with one of the best offenses in the league, holding them to just three goals, you can take something out of that, but ultimately uh, you wanted the two points, you didn't get it. Yeah, yeah, we need those results. But it, it was a promising game, especially coming off the uh, Coyotes game. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah, thanks for the, the, the call, Nate. I, I agree with you there. Like, this was the type of game you wanted to see the Golden Knights play, especially on the heels of that game at Mullet Arena against the Arizona Coyotes on Sunday night. 702-876-1340. Open phone lines right now on the extended postgame show. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm good, Ryan. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. Good. So, um, yeah, you know, I, too, have mixed emotions about the game. Um, I try to be an optimist, uh, so I'm always looking on the um, glass half full. So, you know, a point is a point, and we played a really good game. Um, Going back to that third power play, though, I can Mm kind of see why they were just mainly passing. Number one, they didn't have a good lane to shoot, but number two... If you look at the power plays before then, the, Jer- the Jersey Devils had breakaways, mm-hmm. and it was only through Logan Thompson that they didn't score on those breakaways. So the last thing you want to do is give them a third. So eating the clock, I can kind of see them doing that. So yeah, I, I understand I, that. I, I get your point. I just it, To me, it felt too early in the period to try to eat clock, right? Like I, I, I understand 100% being a little bit more um, – Passive's not really the word, but but cautious, right? Uh, but at the same time, like you've got the players on the ice that can move the puck quickly enough to create something on the inside, and I, I just I I wanted a little bit more urgency there. Um, I I understand kind of both arguments for it, but if the Golden Knights get a goal there, I think they win the game, and that's ultimately kind of what it boils down to. Oh, for sure. I mean, they, they should yeah. have scored on any any of their power plays. They had good chances and could have scored and should have scored. Um, I personally, I'm, I've been waiting for Eichel to break out for a couple of games now. Yeah. And, you know, I, I keep waiting. I know it's going to happen. Um, hopefully with Shea Theodore, the two of them work really well together. Mm-hmm. Um, we were definitely missing Theodore on the um, the overtime. So hopefully, hopefully the two of them can click. Mark Stone's a good guy to click with, and so is Theodore. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I, looking forward to Friday. I'm I'm right there with you, Stephanie. Thank you for the call. I, I think Shea Theodore is somebody that can unlock Jack Eichel. Uh, and and you, whether or not you want to believe that someone needs to be there to unlock Jack Eichel, that's another conversation for another day. But the ability for Shea Theodore, what he's able to do in picking up pucks and making the right play, how he feeds transition, the the instincts that he has through the neutral zone, it it will help out Jack Eichel's game. I I have no doubts about that. So with all that being said, if you get Shea Theodore back in the lineup on Friday and Jack Eichel goes off, we get that game we're wanting to see, hoping to see, expecting to see from Jack. I think Shea Theodore will have a really big part in in getting Jack over the over that hump and, and to where his game needs to be to help this team win hockey games. We're going to take a break, wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here, Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Golden Knights fall 3-2 to two to the New Jersey Devils in overtime. Vegas now 29-17-3, and 61 points on the year. Next in action on Friday at 4 o'clock against the New York Rangers. Now, there are things to pull from this game that should be encouraging. The Golden Knights were able to pull themselves out of a deficit and led for a good majority of this game. They were pretty good defensively. Logan Thompson was on his A game and I thought was excellent for the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, you want more of an urgent approach 
on the power play, especially when you have opportunities to kind of put this game away. That's a learning moment, a teachable moment for the Vegas Golden Knights. But by and large, over the course of 60 minutes, I think the Golden Knights put together a good enough game to win. It's unfortunate they don't get the extra point, but they do pull a point out of this one against the New Jersey Devils. That's going to do it for me here on the extended postgame show. Thanks to Mateo Lopez Gonzalez down here, making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It is your postgame show. It is not as much fun without your input. Until Friday, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.